0: Alright y'all, this is the first episode, it's weird here, my own voice, <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> it's the first episode of The Road Podcast, and me and my homeboy Chris are starting, uh, this episode is basically just going to be giving our rundown of why we want to start the podcast, what being on the road for us means, and uh, just kind of like our journey to the point of us getting here, and so, whoever's watching this first episode, we appreciate y'all, hop on the road with us. <laughs> yes sir
1: alright so I'm going to start with uh, my name my name is Chris I'm from Inglewood California uh, basically born and raised here you a banger? of course not bro <laughs> <laughs> but um you know what I'm saying growing up in LA it's, it was rough to start but eventually my my dad got us out of that situation so uh, props to him you know um another thing uh, you know it's not it's not always safe out here so if you are from LA you know you know what I'm talking about it's, it can get crazy but um growing up I went to a bunch of different schools I went to a school called Leewood and Carson I went and then I ended up staying at this school in in Inglewood called today's fresh start I met a lot of my, my boys that I'm cool with now from there.
0: Today's fresh start. Today's fresh start, charter school. That
1: is the corniest <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is the corniest name. They say hey, hey they said we all know. They said we know all y'all bad kids. <laughs> they said bring all y'all little bad kids here. We gonna give these niggas a fresh
1: start, dog. I swear the slogan was something like like uh the next day is like a, a new start or something like that. So if you got in trouble, they be like, "Don't worry, the next day is a new start." I was like, "Fresh start." I was like, "Bro,
0: that shit only in L.A. They think everybody a bad kid."
1: But um, so yeah, I went. I've been pretty pretty big all my life. Uh, I played football in elementary. I started in third grade. I was I was a guy, you know. I was uh, <laughs> I was all conference in a snoop League, and then that was from like third to sixth grade. And then I ended up getting in trouble. And I wasn't able to play no more. So that that's where all the problems started, sixth grade. So all the Can you just started.
0: give – just tell them that one football story you told me, bro.
1: <laughs> so I was playing, and me and uh, one of the opposing teammates, he had our, – our face mask got locked up. And so I thought he was, like, trying to do the most and was grabbing <laughs> my face mask. So eventually I ended up getting him off me, and he was on the floor, and then I kicked him in his head. And he, was, he was screaming, and they kicked me out the game. So – I don't have anger problems or anything. It just... Couldn't, couldn't, couldn't let them bitch me, you huh? know? Um, Yeah, so in sixth grade... um, I was still kind of big for my age. But I wasn't as big uh, as I had gotten. Um, That's when... You know what I'm saying? I started liking girls. I started getting my feelings hurt. <laughs> like, uh, for example, this one girl. I ain't gonna say her name. But... She got dared to uh, to go on, to to be my girlfriend, basically. Oh, I and remember then, those days. Oh, was, oh my right, god, bro. that shit is foul, bro. It it lasted for like two days, maybe. And I, have, I was like, "You was say, dummy lit, wasn't you? W you lit. you was over <laughs> here like, nigga. I ain't
0: never had no girlfriend before. I'm lit, Crazy. boy. This girl I'm, like me."
1: I'm thinking I'm 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 the man, really, and I bought her a Capri Sun the next day and everything, and then that's she big broke pimping. up with me.
0: That's a big pimping right there.
1: That's crazy. And then didn't stop there. Same thing happened in middle school, and in high school. So that's in in middle school. I was that's when I started to get big. I was like 180 in seventh grade. You gotta get height too. I was short. I was short. I was like maybe five four in middle school. And then I uh, I tried to play football again, but it just wasn't the same, and so I stopped. And then eighth grade came, it was still getting bigger. And then high school hit, and I'm thinking it's like a fresh start. So I'm talking, getting to know everybody, and I'm cool with everybody, but it's not like. Oh, that's Chris. Let's let's go hang out with him, type thing. I would I would go hang out with them, and they would just like accept me into their little friend group or whatever. So, uh, ninth, tenth grade, I went to executive prep, and that's where uh, I think tenth grade was when I I stopped. Like I started losing weight for the first time, and then I stopped, and I started getting bigger. And then eleventh grade hit. I transferred to Landell, and then I started playing football again. And I really started losing weight. Like, that's when I lost. I was, like, 300, and I lost, like, 25 pounds. And I stopped playing football again. I gained all that weight back. And then summer of 12th grade year, I was, like, 320. And then my pops was, like, forced me to go play football, basically. He was, like, you're getting too big. You're not doing <laughs> nothing. So, so get you on the field. Get your big ass on the field, boy. For real. And then I lost a little bit of weight. But it just like I couldn't get back into football. I I wasn't fucking with it. So, uh, 12th grade year, and I used to think that I was I looked good, but fuck no, it was it was not even close. And I and I feel bad because I feel like that's the reputation I put off myself as far as like at least the girls at Londell. That's what they saw me as like this fat nigga. I mean, you know I was a fat nigga, but they saw me as I wasn't appealing to them basically.
0: It's not even just not appealing. I feel like people gotta understand, like when you a fat nigga, bro. It's like you got two options, nigga, and it's never fucking. It's nigga, you could be funny or you could be my friend, but it is only you never gonna get seen as somebody who's any other side of just a fat nigga. Yep.
1: And then uh, I finally got a job at In and Out. The I started the day after I graduated. Hootie hoo. (laughs) (laughs) Um. And that's where I met Ryan at. And then uh, eventually I started started looking better as far as like face-wise, like taking care of myself because in high school my eczema was bad and it was just, it was all bad. It was horrible. So I started working on myself after I got my first job and then I met my ex and then I, th- I thought I was doing good, you know. I got my first girlfriend in the long term, but I was still fat. And it was it just was I, my the way I was thinking at the time was like I'm doing good, nothing can go wrong. And then twenty beginning of twenty twenty one, I got super sick, like I was on my deathbed type shit. Like I had uh COVID related pneumonia and if I wasn't if I didn't take the antibiotics, I would have died. So uh but in the middle of all that, my ex broke up with me. And then that's what really kickstarted my my drive to to be great. You know, not necessarily to like make her regret it, but to prove to myself I could do it too. You hear me? So yeah. Boy, that's what is it was that made Her regret? He
0: said, nigga. He said, when I get skinny, I'ma make sure that bitch knows I'm skinny, and I'ma go look at her and never fuck with her again. You ain't got a cap. We all niggas here, bro. <laughs> nah. <laughs> <laughs> Um all right, let me get my going. Uh so me and Chris, I feel like we got uh, very similar stories. Uh I grew up the youngest of seven, so I was the baby. And so I think when you are the baby, you know, you kinda feel like your mom always treating you like you a rock star. Like, you know, you the only you the only nigga alive. Like I'd be I thought I was dummy lit. I thought everybody was gonna love me, like kinda how my mama loved me, but then uh when I got to school I kinda realized I was like, I was like, oh, like these kids not rocking with me. I go with you. I said, he, he said this nigga weird, he a lame, whatever. And I'm like, I ain't gonna sit there and act like I wasn't, I'm like I was a weird kid. Mm. I shout out Jamal for letting me know consistently. He said, boy, my brother consistently said, he said, man, I was really worried about you. He said, I didn't know how you was gonna come out. He said, you was a little weirdo for sure. So I was like, oddball. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I kind of just grew up like that. So then, always kind of being like an odd one out. But I had like I always had a little bit of friends. I never had like a lot of friends. Uh, but my dad, he's a pastor, and so when you're a pastor, you know, looking to become a head pastor, you move, uh, you move a lot. And so I never really got in to a lot of tight knit social circles because I always move. I was always switching schools. I was always even if it wasn't like I mean, when you are a kid living 20 minutes away at a different school is living in a different state damn near. You ain't got phones, you ain't got none of that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm every two or three years, I'm, like, losing contact with my friends, having to go to a new place, uh, find a new friend, find whatever, and just kind of uh, just searching for someone to, like, you know, be my boy, be, like, someone I could really rock with. And that kind of caused me to, like, never feel in place, never, I never always had, like, a lack of confidence ever since then. Because I started moving around a lot when I was in sixth grade. So from sixth grade... All the way till, I would say, my sophomore year, I never spent more than, like, a year and a half, maybe two years of school. So I was always, yeah. I was always switching. Um, and just because of that, like, I had a lack of confidence, you know? I never, I never got in with people. I never, people always kind of looked at me like I was, I went out. And I'm not, I'm not just going to attribute that to them. Like, it was me, too. Like, I was a weirdo, I will say. I was weird. <laughs> I didn't know, know how to act. All I was into... I was in the anime and you know, again, my dad's a pastor, so I was a little a little, a little Jesus freak, a little baby <laughs> Jesus freak talking about if you if you don't read your Bible every day, you going to hell. That was me. I was that. Oh, I, no. I was I was like, everybody, <laughs> I was like, everybody know, hey, you go to hell, dog. That was mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Um so I say that started, that began to change though once I cuz well, let me talk about high school too because in high school I was um I've always been an athlete, so I always play basketball. That's kinda how I got most of my friends. Uh but even on my high school team, uh it was like it was kinda like even on that team, I was never like really close with any of my teammates. Like me and my I'm not saying we're not friends, like me and my teammates is like friends, but you gotta think the dudes who I was playing with had known each other since they was like in third or fourth grade. Like, I had dudes who'd grown up together their whole life, lived in the same community their whole life, and it just kind of felt like I was trying to, like, sneak my way into that, and I felt like I I never really could. And so, again, just I never – I always felt out of place. Even even in – uh even around campus, like, people knew about me. I was on a team. My senior year, I was team captain of the uh, basketball team. Shout out that team. We was we was raw. I
1: remember you told me. Like,
0: I ain't going to lie. We, I think we could play. We could match up with almost – any team any maybe not like like top tier like dude you know. and shit <laughs> yeah like not not like teams i was like not like la open division teams but all the San Diego teams i think was the best team out of all them but um but even then like i was a captain of that team but nobody knew I was a captain on campus mm-hmm. which is like a shitty feeling like my homeboy cody was a captain too we were co-captains but like on the team you could ask, you could ask most of the dudes. Like, I was the one who spoke up the most. I was the one who, like, led practices. I called teams meetings and all that. But around campus, like, people didn't know me. So they never associated me with that type of, like, leadership or whatever. And so then that kind of all changed when I was 18, 19. I moved back to LA for a summer uh, after getting my heart broken. Oof. You already know how that goes. That set a little fire under Big you. Up. And so, uh, moved back to LA for a summer. Just kind of kicked it, try to get my my uh, idea ready, get my whole life together for what I was gonna do in college. I had a, I had a couple of D two offers, but I really felt like I was a D one player out of high school, and so I went to a community college. And so when I went there, uh, <laughs> when I went there, I was dead broke. Like I I had a thousand dollars to my name, and I still had to pay rent. I was living outside of my homeboy house. I had my beat up. Turn it up to cover track. <laughs> pickup. <laughs> the little pickup track. Um and so, you know, I was just basically doing my thing like that. And finally, when school started, I moved in with my my uh teammates, and it was my first time being around dudes who I felt were like their authentic selves always, but still really cool. Like I feel like a lot of dudes they kinda like put on when they get around people. But it was my first time being on Deuce. It was like, these these niggas was always themselves. And I was like, man, like, that shit, shit dope, bro. Like, they, they're really just being themselves. Like, they're really just being who they are, true to their own character. And, you know, people's fucking with it. And if people don't fuck with it, they don't care. And So I kind of started trying to emulate that. That's also when I started... I I apply half the half the nigga you see today, nigga, is because of that nigga the baby. I used to bang that nigga shit. I used to hear that nigga talk and be like, Man, like this nigga is five two <laughs> 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 talking like talking like he's 6'6. Six, six. And I was like, I was like, man, like he just got that confidence that like people are drawn to. And I was like, that's what I need to start having. So like slowly and surely, like, I started working on that every day. Like I tell myself, I used to be really negative, I told but I started telling myself, like, why can't I be that guy? Why can't I be the dude when I walk into a place, people be like, oh, who is that? Or he dressed really good. Or, da, 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 da. or People just like, even when girls approach me and shit, like, I was like, why can't I be that? I used to tell myself that every day. And I started, I started working. Uh, I used to be, so that first, so I'll, so we'll kind of go past that whole freshman year because I would say that was fully a learning experience. I was still making mistakes. I got played by, this is a story time for later, but. I got played by, like, three different girls in one year. It was crazy. Like, I was super mega ultra simp, <laughs> crazy. I mean, couldn't give no advice to nobody about nothing. I was a little dummy. Um, but then I moved back to L.A. when I'm 19, and I kind of fell into a little depression because I tore my uh, my Patella tendon. I had to stop playing basketball for a while, and I was working. That's when I met Chris. I was working at In-N-Out. And I got to the biggest weight I've ever been. I think I got all the way up to maybe, like, 315. Like, I was 315. I was a big old dude. And I was like, you know, it's time for me to start losing weight. Like, I don't like I don't like, the way I'm living. I don't like being this person. And so then I started losing weight. Um, I dropped. It took me a long time. It took me a long time. It took me a, almost a year to drop all the way down to 250. And... I would say that was just definitely a start of me being on the road that I am on now. It showed me the changes, the changes I experienced from just losing all that weight and the confidence I gained showed me like the person I could really be. And I kind of just kind of moved that confidence from losing weight into what I'm doing now, which is I'm trying to be a, my own entrepreneur. I'm trying to. I wouldn't even say I'm still pretty big right now. I feel like I feel like I can get even I can look even better. But it's just it gave me that confidence of knowing like I can do this. Like I can be I can be the guy. Like I don't have to be a side character. I don't have to be just another dude who walks in the room. Like, I already tell you, bro, I'm a main character now. I don't care what nobody say. I'm, I'm who the storyline based off of. And you don't think so. I really don't give a fuck. Cause Side characters don't even know who the main character is, nigga. All you know is you see that nigga a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, you know, now uh, I'm my own person. I'm on I'm on the road to be, I don't know exactly who yet, but hopefully a young, rich, fly nigga. <laughs> Big facts. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, And just to be honest, like, we're starting this podcast just so, one, I feel like a lot of podcasts show people who are already – there are people who are already lit, you know what I'm saying, and I want to show people that I want to show people that there's a journey, there's a process to it. You don't just become that one day. You don't just get there by not working. There's it's two niggas who are big right now who aren't really doing shit, not making a lot of money, who just because they really feel like they can do this and feel like they know they can work hard and they want to work for it, can do that. And so that's why you know me and my boy Chris started this podcast and. Today, that, so that's just our little intro, just so y'all get a little background of you know, who he is, what our story are, and uh, just so you get an idea of like what the rest of the shows are kind of based off on. A lot of our ideas are based off on, uh, since we spent all that time talking about that. We're just only going to talk about one topic today, but we there will be, typically we'll talk about multiple topics, and then we're going to have a lot of different people on here just interviewing again. We're going to mix it in with people our age, and then also older people, just so we get, people can learn different things. Uh, see different goals they might not see they can reach yet, and then so people can just push you on knowledge of paths to avoid or paths to take to get to the success levels that you ever that you want to get to. Uh, but today our first topic is just going to be our personal little weight loss journey. So you know we'll start it off again with Chris. How did you stop being such a fat
1: fuck? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so my biggest I ever got was I want to say three three forty I think was the biggest. I do. <laughs> <laughs> and I the fact that I still had a girlfriend at the time, it really blew my mind. Like now that I'm thinking about it, it blows me. But personality. I mean, I'm saying, like, I I'm i am I'ma just put it to the air now. I'm telling you, once this sweat is gone, <laughs> none of you niggas are safe. I'm taking all your hoes. It's just that simple. But,
0: Except for our fans, y'all safe. Of course, of course.
1: But uh it started when uh I got my heart broken like bad for the first time. That was when I started hitting the gym and really like locking in. Especially cuz like uh I saw one of my friends Austin, he was he was bigger than me. No, bro. I I'm sorry.
0: Austin, if you ever watch this, do not bring that nigga up cuz yeah, he lost weight. But that nigga looked like a saggy piece of shit. Again, we going to keep it real on this podcast, but I'm sorry. I'm just I'm pff, keeping it in a stack. That boy is Shaggy, he did it a weird way. You know, he don't even yeah. how you lose how you lose weight and still look weird.
1: I don't know how he lost. I mean, he said I don't I don't know exactly how he lost all that weight. but. Starving himself like a weirdo. Man, yeah, that that's that was crazy. But that I looked at that as a kind of a motivator. I was seeing like since he can do it, I can for sure do it. But I'm gonna do it my way because I want to look different. You feel me? And then also Ryan, he was a motivator too. Seeing where uh, I last saw him from, and then seeing him after he had came back from San Diego it was, it was a crazy transformation. So it was that as a uh, motivator. And then my family has always been pretty supportive, so having them, uh, you know, cheering me on also helped. And then um, just also getting little compliments about people seeing your progress and whatnot, it helps you and makes you want to keep going.
0: Bro, it's yeah. That's the that's the thing that people don't understand. Like, when when you losing weight and you post, you know, post you post your little, your little, little bit or whatever. Or even if in person, someone see it mm-hmm. and they're like, "Oh man, you look good." It's like you, you like dog. <laughs> ah, you, you make you make you be like, I can look you. like you and you because you personally know because for them it's like they see the work you put in, but you know, person, you are like, I can get even better. All right. And like, so if I am getting this off this little bit of work I put in now.
1: Two three months down the line, I'm gonna look ridiculous. Right, exactly. Yeah. So, that was a lot of motivation for me, and really is more so about dedication and discipline. Because
0: dedication.
1: If shout out to Nip RP, <laughs> um, but he was or I was like, if if I did if I wasn't hard on myself as far as what to eat and how often I need to, to uh, work out and get a routine going, then it was gonna be a repeat of. Me throughout the years, where I would lose weight, gain it all back plus some. So, uh, I say definitely discipline and uh, dedication is what you need if you want to stay consistent and lose lose weight. And
0: I I always tell people, bro, when I was when I lost all my weight, I think uh, it's people don't want to lose weight the way I lost weight because I say my I'm not I'm not I I I think I'm a realist. I'm not a I'm not a negative. I'm not a pessimist. I'm not optimist. I'm very real, and so I used to really look at myself every day and tell myself like, "You're fat. Like you're fat. It's your fault. You're fat." And the only way to not be fat is if you work on not being fat. Mm-hmm. And so I think that was my main. That was my major drive. And then <laughs> this is kind of embarrassing because uh, someone found this. Someone found this out. I uh, I had a list. I had a list of every single girl who like curved me while I was big. Who cur- or I felt curved me because I was big. I had a list. It wasn't a super long list. He was
1: on some Joe shit. He's I'm not gonna <laughs>
0: <laughs> do not compare me to that boy. <laughs> do not compare me to that boy. Um but yeah look he I was like I was I was just I think that's just kinda how my brain works. My brain is very like I need I need a fuel. I need a fuel source. So if it's if it's people not believing in me, mm. then that's what it is. And so I had a list. I made it my lock screen had like 15 names on there. And I was like, I was like every day I said, these people really didn't want to, cause it was always, it was always the, ah, oh, like, you know, you're really cool. Like, you know, like I, w- I would really like fuck with you, you know, but, uh, I'm just what? not like into yeah. like that. Like you're like my brother or, you know, like, mm. Oh oh my God. I remember when this girl, she told me, I remember when she told me. This guy, I thought it was the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my whole entire life. She was like, like we was talking and I was like, oh, like, why wouldn't you fuck with me? Like, I don't get it. Like, we talk, we cool, blah, 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 blah. like, you like talking to me. Mm-hmm. And she was like, well, when I see you, like, when I talk to you, like, it feels like I'm talking to a husband. And, like, I don't want a husband. I want a, I want a boyfriend. She's like, when I talk to this dude and this dude, it's, I feel like I'm talking like, a boyfriend. Like, maybe, in, like, you know, oh, my. Maybe, like, in, like, five or ten years, like, I talk to you. I'm just like, mm-hmm. nigga, that shit make no sense. Like, how are you? So, you looking for something temporary? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, that right, never made right. sense to me. I was like, I was like, oh, that's really, really crazy. Um, but yeah, so kind of just through all those little, little heartbreaks, the little folds that I had, I was like, man, like I need to lose this weight. And then also my coach, fuck, Geller, I'll say that off rip, fuck Geller, you the reason why I don't hoop no more. That's your fucking fault. I, I don't, you know, take accountability or whatever. <laughs> that boy pushed my leg to the bone and I could not. So, I, I hate that nigga. And so, another one of my goals too, not just girls, it was, he told me, I'm not even going to tell that story. I'll say that story for later. But, totally but just so you know, he said something to me that was so offensive to me that every day I worked out, I said, I'm going to prove to him that he need me on his basketball team. Mm-hmm. And I'm not gonna play for that nigga. I said I'm gonna make him be like, "Oh, you playing this year? We gonna be really good with you on the court, <laughs> nigga." No, I'm not playing for you, nigga. And so that was that was kind of like my major motivations. Um, and so it kind of just all started. It really started in this room right here. I uh I had knee surgery, so I couldn't really do much. I couldn't run, so I bought some 25 pound weights and a 50 pound weight. And just start doing little little workouts in here, trying to get right. Um, and I think that's really what it is, man. You got to understand, like in a in a weight loss journey, you're not gonna know exactly what to do from the jump. You're not gonna know exactly what to eat. You're not gonna know exactly how you should eat, sleep, all that. Like you need to. It's a it's a process, and understanding like you're gonna have setbacks. Like I feel like even right now I'm in setback. I gained some more weight. I gained like ten more pounds, but. I know I'm going to lose it back because I, I just got to get back in that mode of, like, dedication. And so, yeah, man, I think it's just all about understanding, like, yourself and checking that mental of, am I, am I being too easy on myself? Like, yes, love yourself. Understand, like, who you are. You should appreciate who you are. But everybody has room to grow. There's always, there's always um, that potential in you. You just got to look at it and understand it's not as far as you think it is. It just looks far. If you really go after it, you chase after it, and that's really what you want, and you're fighting for it every day, and you pick that every day, you wake up in the morning and you say, I'm not going to be fat today. And the next day you wake up, I'm not going to be fat today. And then when you look back and you find you're about to make a bad decision, and now you're looking at all that work you put in, you're going to look back and be like, I don't want that work to go to waste. So now you have even more motivation besides the external things that's really started it. You know what I'm saying? And so I think it's just about understanding, like, once you get there and – you really fighting for it? It's like, bro, it's 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 all it's what what uh money say, nigga. It's me versus me. It ain't about it. Really, that's really, exactly what it is. It's that's all it is, man. Even and I think that bleeds into so many things: making money, relationships. is if I really want something to work, if I really want to push myself to be somewhere, it's me versus me. Even your own happiness, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so, that's my little weight loss journey. You got you got any comments? Anything?
1: Uh I forgot to say <clears throat> I was my biggest was three forty and I'm like like two ninety 290, two ninety five right now. So this what is, is a little little
0: progression. Yeah, like,
1: forty five pounds? Something like that. Okay now. my boy.
0: Uh let's talk about let's talk about like what's your goal. Like what are you trying to get to? Or if you have one.
1: Honestly, I don't I don't really have a, a specific number. Really just I, I feel like I look good. So yeah. You said
0: nigga, so I feel like I could take your bitch.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, so yeah, I mean, I guess my goal, my goal is, uh, I was 310, 315, uh, the lowest I got to was, oh man, damn, I gained a lot of weight back, bro. I'm kind (laughs) of big right now. I got all the way down to 241. Uh, now I'm back at it. I'm like 260, 265 and my goal weight's going to be 230. So I think when I'm actually might even drop down. I think once I get to 230, I might go, I might try to go a little bit lower, but we'll see. How all that goes um but yeah man, that's our little journey anything you got anything else to say for closing comments um
1: I don't know no nah, nothing <laughs> all
0: right uh, we appreciate anybody you know we can't see who watched it till it's over, yeah, <laughs> but we appreciate uh anybody who uh watched this live uh appreciate anybody who's gonna support us in the future uh we wanna we want we do want to start supporting any local brand so you know if you have a clothing brand or anything else like you want us to wear your stuff like obviously we're not popping yet but i think we're gonna get there so we appreciate anybody who fucks with us while we low so then we uh come up and grow together and you know welcome to the road man hop on yes, sir good shit good episode Easy.
1: you feel me all right